Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Abundology Podcast. My name is Renee Spears, and I am really excited to talk with my friend Angela Shelby today. So Angela is the owner of Enlightened Energy Works and is a certified quantum touch energy healer who also uses her psychic abilities to communicate with clients' bodies and spirit guides during sessions. But what I'm really excited to talk about today is dreams because she's also a dream interpreter. And that is dreams are one of the biggest things that I get questions about in sessions. And um, yeah, so Angela, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I love to talk about this stuff. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it. Well, I will have to say that dreams often are one of the reasons why clients contact me. I'll get a text first thing in the morning, Renee, I had this dream and that had all of this stuff going on. What does it mean? And so I communicate with spirit guides. And so I can pull out my dream book and interpret it. But, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. So we're here to talk today about how to interpret dreams, what some of the things are. And let's just start with what is a dream? So a dream is a communication between your conscious and your unconscious mind. So our conscious mind is what we do every day. It's our awareness. It is who we are when we are awake. Our unconscious mind is the part of us that um, our body processes function in. It is the part of ourselves we are not aware of. And honestly, the unconscious mind is like 90% of our mind, it is vast. It is like, it's like a universe, but instead of it being outside of you, it is inside of you. Like we don't even know everything the unconscious mind does, um, but it knows you better than anybody else because it is a great sponge. We do know it records every thought, every experience, every feeling you have ever had. So it's a part of you and it knows you like nobody else. And when it talks, it talks in dreams. It talks in pictures. Um, dreams come in pictures because that phrase, um, I know a picture is worth a thousand words because dreams communicate on many different levels all at the same time. So it's not just that you see it, you feel it, you taste it, you hear it. It's visceral. Um, I had a breakdown moment once in my 20s where I just could not get this dream and it was really bothering me because it was a disturbing dream. And I just kind of threw a fit and I'm like, for the love of God, why don't you just talk in English like normal people? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's just because... If somebody looked at me and told me being a judgmental person and judging yourself and others is really harmful, it does harm to you and it does harm to other people. You can tell me that all day long, but if I dream that if I have a nightmare, for example, this happened to me, um, it was about a family being on vacation and they went and they stayed in a cabin, but they didn't know a serial killer was in the basement. And all of a sudden the serial killer comes out and the parents leave their children in the house with them. They take off. Disturbing dream. I was so upset. I'm like, this is terrible. 
and I couldn't figure it out and I meditated on it and it hit me that when I judge myself and other people, this is what I'm doing to myself. It's like I'm taking that vulnerable piece of myself and leaving it to be cut up by, you know, a, something with no empathy, no feeling, nothing. So I got it then. Like, I got it. I felt it. So that's why dreams are so amazing. They can flash you one picture and in three seconds, you can get an entire page of information. Wow. So a way for our unconscious to communicate with us, basically. Yes. And well, your unconscious mind, when you sleep and your unconscious mind comes forward, it gives your spirit guides an opportunity to get through to you because your defenses are down. It gives your highest self an opportunity to talk to you. It gives parts of yourself that got lost, like talents or interests that got stuffed away when you were younger or unconscious body processes like um, your survival, those survival instincts, like free expression of feelings or your sex drive or the push to um, compete, those instinctive drives. If you're not paying attention to them, they will come up in your dreams and make themselves known. So it is a whole universe. And I love it because I just never know what's going to come up. It's just, it's yeah. an adventure all the time. Yeah. So let's just start with the basics of how to process a dream. Yeah. So processing a dream, if you're remembering your dreams, you're already a foot in. You're already doing really good. Um, if you don't remember your dreams and you would like to remember your dreams more, start recording them. Um, I recommend you write them down because there is something cathartic and energy processing that comes from using your hand to write on a page. It literally lifts energy up out of your body. It is like a physical mechanical thing. Um, but if you're not comfortable with that, or, you know, it's sometimes I get slammed with dreams and I'm, it's two in the morning and I'm like, I am not getting up to write this. I am going to record it on my phone. I will deal with it in the morning, but record it. Even if you don't remember pictures, even if you just wake up with a feeling like, God, I woke up and I was so peaceful or I woke up and I was so scared or agitated, write it down. The more you pay attention to what you do remember or what you do feel, the stronger the connection gets. It's like working a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. I dream almost every night. So you just keep at it. If you remember nothing from your dreams, then write down the intention. I'm going to remember my dreams. I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome. I'm so happy I remember my dreams. It's putting energy toward it. As soon as you put the intention out there, your unconscious mind is going to be like, this is awesome. Oh my gosh, she's paying attention. Wow, let's really bust it out because it... It's a piece of you that wants to be heard. It's it's one of those places that there's vast potential there, but it's also kind of like the misfit children of our personality get stuffed. And there's a lot of power and new information and hidden aspects of ourselves to be found. Um, yeah. So the first step is recording it. The second step is noticing patterns or 
sequences, contrasts, um, like recurring themes, recurring numbers, recurring colors, recurring feelings, um, things that stand out to you when you read it. Like I was reading my dream and this dog, I, this dog really stands out to me. Um, pay attention to those things. Feelings are as important as pictures and images. So notice and write down your feelings. Um, even if you have no feelings, write down, I was surprisingly numb. This was such a disturbing image, but I felt nothing. Um, notice those things. Um, I highly recommend you find a good dream book. And when I say a good dream book, you, the person picking it out is the only one that can determine whether it's a good book for them or not. Um, I found my first dream book when I was 14 years old and it was on sale, you know, outside on a little stand on Catalina Island. Um, and I've used it for 30 years. In fact, I have gotten other dream books and just gone like, nope, this does not work for me and gotten rid of them. This single book has literally been my, my way to figure myself out through dreams for the past 30 years. Um, and I'm not saying one book is all you need, but that's what worked for me. Um, you could get 10 books. It's whatever works for that person, but it will become your own personal guide. And the more you work with it, your unconscious mind will start processing that book and will start using that book to talk to you. It will become your own little like decoder manual. Um, what I like about the book I have, which is the Dream Dictionary by Tony Chris, is that it not only gave me references to like objects and colors and you know gave me definitions for those things, it taught me how to process what I was dreaming and picking up and taught me to do it for myself, which is important because this, as much as I love helping people with dreams and I love talking to people about it, my main goal is to make sure people can process their dreams for themselves because it's really a personal communication between parts of yourself. I mean, and it is such a enlightening and rewarding and fun experience. Um, it's just incredible. Uh, bad dreams. So a way to process dreams that are uncomfortable um, is to rewrite them. So if I have a bad dream, let's say I was walking on the side of a mountain and I fell off to my death. Disturbing dream. Don't like that dream. What I can do is rewrite it after I'm done. So I wake up, I record my dream. And even if I don't understand it, I'm just like, that was awful. Rewrite it. Um, I fell off the cliff. I was really scared, but oh my gosh, all of a sudden I started to fly. It was incredible. I had no idea. Even if you really don't understand the exact meaning of your dream, you just know it felt bad or wrong. I didn't like the feeling. Changing it to something positive tells your unconscious mind, uh, thank you for showing me where I'm headed or what I'm feeling, um, but this is where I want to go. 
So you've given yourself your unconscious mind direction because it said, look, you need to be aware of this. Please pay attention. And you're like, thank you for informing me. This is where I want to go. And now you have the vast potential and power of your unconscious mind working in your favor because you've told it where you want to go. I want to fly. I don't want to fall. So, yeah, I love I love the idea of rewriting it. For many years, I was in a dream circle and we would share the dream and then the other people in the circle would repeat the dream, what they heard of the yeah. dream back to us. And yeah. it was so enlightening because just hearing it in the way that they were interpreting it was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that before. Yes. And there's even an exercise, which I've not done this before because I haven't found a group of people that I felt comfortable doing it with yet. But you can enact the dream. Like every people can play characters and you can physically act it out. And the way your body moves, the feelings that those postures, you know, that as you act it out, it's enlightening. Like you can get the emotions will really come up and you can really start to understand what is happening. Um, I would like to try that someday. That would be interesting. But yeah. I get what you're saying other people repeating it back to you. Um, it how you say it and how you write it down is enlightening and yes. helps. Even if you write it down, like I will write down a dream and I'll go back and look at it and I'll be like, how I wrote certain phrases without even realizing it. I'm like, wow, I keep repeating that same phrase. I've said it like five times. So it's, it's so fun. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much fun it is. It's like, it's like being Indiana Jones and you're decoding stuff. It's just crazy. It's like a mini life makeover because after you have decoded a dream, you're not the same person you were five minutes before you were aware of it. I mean, I have had moments where I've decoded a dream, seemed like the most innocuous, weird dream ever. And as soon as it hits me what it meant, I'm like, I will never be the same. I will never be the same person from this moment forward. Because once I become aware of something, it's not like I can unsee it. Once we're aware of something, it already starts to change. So if you dream something and you're like, I'm totally confused. I wrote it down. This is highly disturbing. I don't even know what to do about it. Take heart and be like, I will come back to it in a little bit, but I'm already aware of it. I wrote it down. It's already starting to change because I'm aware of it. So you just taking the time to pay attention. You're already a foot in. You're already doing a good job. I love, I love that. Yeah, I love the way of thinking about that. Just writing, just paying attention to it, writing it down has got the balls rolling. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's people need to give themselves more credit with this stuff. Don't get discouraged if you can't figure it out. Um, that dream I spoke of before about the serial killer in the basement and the kids. That's the first time I had a huge intuitive leap where I looked through the book, the meanings weren't making sense to me. I'm like, this makes no sense. And I just sat there and I was having a moment and it just hit me out of nowhere what it meant. So reach for it and your intuition and your conscious will reach back 
So just keep at it. Don't get discouraged. Just be like, it's already changing. I'm already on it. Um, tell yourself, I know what this means. Uh, all is well with me. I've got this. It's, I know what this means. It's a part of me and it will become clear really soon. Uh, just keep at it. Don't give up. I you love that. Give up on yourself, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. So let's talk a little bit about some common things that people have in their dreams. And I want to just start with people, the yes. people that show up in your dream. Um, so, can, yeah. What did, what did that, what do they mean? What do they represent? So it's good to remember that every part of that dream, whether it be the ground you're standing on, the people in it, um, everything is a piece of you. So for example, if you are dreaming about your mom in real life, like it's not a made up mom by the dream, it is like your real life mom and you're having this dream where she's, you're interacting with her in this dream. Um, it's most likely not about your mom. It's about your relationship with your mom or how you perceive your mother or patterns of behavior that you're not aware of, that your unconscious mind is, you know, trying to tell you or your highest self, you need to be aware of this pattern. Do you understand you do this with your mother every time? Um, but it is not, what do I want to say? Like if I'm dreaming about my mom, it is generally, it's not about my mom. It's about me re relating to my mom or how I feel about my mom. Um, so if you were dreaming, let's just say about your high school principal, it's yes. not about your high school principal. It's about that aspect of yourself. Yes. So whenever I dream about someone and I'm like, you know, why did Zach Afron show up in my dream? Yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is so out in left field. Where did he come from? And he was like riding a unicycle. It's like so bizarre. Um, I take that person and I write their name and I put a circle around it. And then I start doing branches off of all the qualities of that person that just come off the top of my head. Like, if it was my high school principal, she was this very strict but fair nun. So I would put, you know, she was a holy person. She was very rigid. She was fair. She had a good heart. You write down all these qualities and look at it and go, okay, what part, you know, these are parts of myself I need to look at. Which of these qualities are standing out to me? Um, this is, I think it's important with people that are positive, but I think it's really important when it comes to dreams that are nightmares or scary dreams, because in a nightmare, we tend to feel a victim or we're giving our power away when the nightmare is just showing to you a fear. It's a piece of yourself. So when we have a nightmare, we usually feel like something outside of ourselves is attacking us or coming after us. When in all honesty, it's an aspect of ourselves or it's a fear inside ourselves that we're not aware of and we're letting it run rampant. It's, it's taking control and we're just not aware of it. So it's having a dream is understanding that it's all of you and to not be afraid of yourself. If you're terrified of something in your dream, stop and go, this is a piece of me that is 
a, a fear that's taking control and I'm just going to sit down with it and I'm going to do my best to understand it. And then I'm going to change it. So instead of this wolf being at my door, I'm going to open the door and confront it and see that it's just really dirty and tired. And I'm going to bring it in and it's going to calm down and I'm going to wash it and I'm going to put bows on its ears and dye its tail pink. And we're going to have a really good time. And then I'm going to feed it pie. You know what I mean? It's, yes. you see, you take the imagery and you change it because a lot of the time when we dream about neglected animals or things coming after us, um, they are unknown fears or they're pieces of ourselves that are trying to get our attention that feel lost, that are neglected. I mean, there can be hidden talents. There can be creative parts of yourself that you've been repressing and to recover those gives us back so much power because it takes a lot of energy to suppress that stuff. So not only are you spending the energy to stuff down whatever it is, whether it be, you know, I, I love to paint, but it wasn't allowed at my house. You know, it, it wasn't allowed. I couldn't be that person. Or, you know, I love to wear yellow and it wasn't allowed. I mean, these are pretty innocuous things, but it could be, you know, I grew up gay in a military household and I've stuffed it for years. It will come up in your dreams and it will make itself known to you. And so to recover those pieces of yourself, it is powerful. It's reclaiming yourself. Um, I love thinking of it like that, reclaiming yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about just some common ones that I hear often. Um, sure. And I hear from a lot of clients that they have flying dreams where they are flying through the air, not in an airplane, but themselves flying. Is there a general interpretation for that? Yeah, there's a few of them. Flying dreams are awesome. Aren't they? They're the best. <laughs> flying dreams, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> flying dreams are usually, well, uh, it depends on the feelings. So if it's a flying dream where you feel like, you know, you're working really hard toward flying or it's a feeling of independence, it could even be a little fear of flying, like, wow, this is so interesting. And, you know, it's cool, but a little bit of anxiety. Um, those dreams are usually gaining independence. It is finding your own voice, finding your own individuality apart from what you have been taught by other people. And taking it and flying with it. It's you finding your wings. Mm. So... A lot of those dreams can be take a lot of effort, like something you do over a period of time, like you teach yourself to dream or fly over a period of dreams. Um, dream flying in dreams can also mean escapism, so it can be not such a not such a good thing. Um, if you're fleeing from something and just you know getting out of its grasp. If I had a dream like that, I would stop and ask myself, okay, it felt really good to escape whatever it was I was running from and fly away. But yeah, what am I avoiding that I need to pay attention to that I just keep running away from? Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yep. 
Yeah. So, and this is another thing. So all parts of the dream are a part of ourselves. And so keeping that in mind, um, I try not to think of anything in my dream as being good or bad. I try to think of it as, is this something that I want to hold on to? Or is this something I want to let go? Because judging yourself like that is good or bad is hard on yourself. Um, kind of like the wolf at the door or people finding zombies. People will dream of finding dead bodies. That is a common theme or having the living dead come after them. Those are parts of ourselves that we killed off or totally buried. Um, and they are trying to resurrect themselves because none of that stuff ever dies. People think time heals all wounds. That is total garbage. That phrase should be thrown away. They don't. They never die. They never go away. Um, these pieces of you will keep screaming for your attention until we pay attention to them. You know, it, it, it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, you know? And another common one I hear is being, and I've had this, being naked, yeah. being naked yes. <laughs> at, at school, even that, that like you're in class at school and you're naked or you're at work and you're naked. Yes. I think that's typically characterized or stereotyped as a teenage dream because being naked is feeling vulnerable, feeling like other people can see our weaknesses, our real feelings, our desires. Um, it can be guilt over being just a human animal with like human drives, like sex drive or, you know, physical characteristics. Um, and as a teenager, what scares us the most? Our body's changing, our sex drive is kicking in, and now we're going to this new place. And it's a time in your life where we feel so uncomfortable, we want to hide. And so our biggest fear is going to this new place and everyone will see all this all this craziness that's going on with us. So teenagers dream about being naked a lot before they go to high school, you know? Yes. Um, it can also mean wanting intimacy. So if there's not anxiety attached to it, it can be a desire for connection or a desire for intimacy, not necessarily like romantic, but just wanting to take off the facade and connect with other people. Um, if we're having dreams where we're running around naked and we're totally comfortable and all is right with the world, I would give myself a huge high five because that means my facade is off. I'm being authentic and I'm okay with it. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. So yeah, as you can see, feelings have a lot to do with what the dream means. So how we feel about what is going on is important. Yes. Yeah. So what about being chased or, and you can't move, like you're trying to run away or get away from something and it's like you're stuck in mud or you can't yeah. run or like you're, you know, lead. like yeah. you're lead. Yes. That is usually like my own hesitations holding me back, like yeah. not being able to make a decision or being really doubtful, you know, analysis or paralysis by analysis, overthinking. And so I can't move. I can't take action. No matter how hard I'm crying, it's like running through mud. Um, that can also be a variation on being trapped. Um, 
when I have those kind of dreams, I ask myself, where am I overthinking? Where am I trapping myself? And if that's not it, I go, okay, what are life circumstances that I have right now that I may feel are trapping me? Is it my job? Is it my relationship with my mother-in-law? Is it, you know, dealing with my kids? What is it? There's something in my life that I'm feeling trapped, which means it's good to point out that when we dream something, it is not necessary. It's not fact. It's how we feel about what is going on. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. Yep. Oh, we have the power to change it. It's how we are feeling or thinking about a situation that has us trapped. So as soon as we look at it and go, wait a second. Oh, I didn't realize I was feeling trapped by my new boss at my job. I need to look at this and I need to rethink that. That's how we free ourselves. It's not that they're trapping us. It's that what are my behaviors and what is my thinking that I feel trapped here? And if it really is pointing out like my new boss is sniping me and going behind my back, it's, oh, I realize it now. So now what am I going to do about it? You know, do I need to leave? Do I need to? It's important to pay attention. Our unconscious mind picks up so much. It's like, you know, it's like that good PI standing behind our shoulders, checking (laughs) things out for us and, you know, watching our back. Yeah, I love thinking of it like that. Our dreams are like our PI. They got got our back. Yeah, that's great. Also, sex dreams. And they often tend to be, in my experience, with rando people that you would really don't want to have sex with. Yeah. So is there, once again, I know it's, it's different and it's, it's what we feel about the things, but there are general meanings around sex dreams. Yes. So sex dreams, if you're dreaming about sex, like the act of actual having sex, give yourself a huge pat on the back for one thing, because there are people that are so against their sex tribe or they've been turned against it so much. They can't even dream of it that way. Like they'll dream of like a dog on a lead that's trying to get off of it or a bull trapped in a fence and it can't get out. So those are sex dreams too. They can be. If you're dreaming about sex, give yourself a high five. You're doing good. Um, Sex dreams with people you don't want to have sex with. Though sex can also mean wanting to integrate, wanting to connect, wanting to bring in, make whole. If it's somebody you don't like, again, I would sit down and write down all the things that you characterize with that person and go, okay, this, there are qualities of this person that I refuse to see in myself, but they're there. And my unconscious mind is telling me I need to integrate these things. I need to look at them. I need to look at them, make peace with them and decide if I'm keeping them or not because I need to integrate them. I'm giving my power away. This, these traits are running my life behind the scenes and I'm not realizing it. I need to take my power back. So sex often means sex and issues related around sex. So, but it also means to meld to bring in, to integrate. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's why it's when you're having sex, sex dreams, I think are some of the most disturbing for people because 
you can dream about having sex with totally inappropriate people. Yes. You know, it's like going, this is awful. Like, I am not that person, you know? It's easy to go, oh my God, I had no idea. Don't be that disturbed. T- step back and go, okay, this person I was having sex with, what do they represent? You know, if it's, you know, my best friend from high school, you know, she's a girl, I'm not a lesbian. What is happening here, you know? What are the qualities of that person? Write it down. What is it that you, what is it that you were trying to integrate and bring in that it is so important that your unconscious is like, we need to meld with this. It's, you know, we need to absorb it. We need to make it a part of ourselves. You're not realizing this. That's yeah. what sex dreams can mean as well. So, oh my gosh, this is such good info. I'm not going to look at dreams <laughs> the same way again. Okay. Good. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, I just want to get um, a little bit of information about lucid dreaming. Yes. Yes. Can you explain what that is and um, how it's different maybe than a regular dream? Yeah. So lucid dreaming means that your conscious mind is also clicked in while you're dreaming. So it's like you are awake and aware while you are in your dream. So It's not only unconscious Angela running around in there having the dream. It's conscious Angela going, this is a dream. I don't want to go into that haunted house. I'm not going to. This is scary. I'm waking myself up. Or this is a really cool dream. I want to fly. So I'm going to do it right now. It's you being awake and aware while you're having the dream and being able to change it Um, and and wake yourself up if you need to. It's very interesting. I rarely have those moments. That's interesting. I often have those moments. And as we were talking earlier about being chased, you know, a a dream, we're talking about that. I will purposely turn around and say, Hey, why are you chasing me? What what do I need to know? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. That's a big deal. That is the perfect way to handle that. Like, And if you weren't a lucid dreamer, write that out. Something was chasing me and I woke up terrified. Right. Okay, I'm changing it. I'm going to say I turned around and I just looked at it and said, hey, dude, why are you chasing me? What's going on? Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? You are awesome that you do that. That is awesome. Well, clearly, you know, after the talking, I could, we could talk about dreams for hours and hours and hours. Forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> clearly, you know what you're talking about. And you've been studying dreams for the last 30 years. Um, you are who I go to when I want a dream interpreted that I just can't quite figure out myself. So I am going to put a link to in the show notes to your website, which is AngelaShelby.com. And she is generously offering a Bundology podcast listeners 50% off a dream interpretation. Um, and you just use the promo code DREAMS2023 on her website, and AngelaShelby.com. You are amazing. I have learned so much in just this half hour. And we, once again, we could talk for hours about this stuff, but I think we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much. I am so grateful. This was so much fun. Just thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you again next time.